Hello, all. Welcome to episode 99 of That Creative Life. We are only one away from the crazy episode 100. I am just so thrilled and excited that we made it this far. Thank you to every single person who tunes in every single Monday, who is subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Thank you to everyone who has left a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't done that and you have appreciated, you know, some of the advice that has come from this podcast, I would just that would be amazing. I would appreciate that so much. This one, this one will be a casual kind of special episode with just me, if that's okay with you. For episode 100, the next episode, we have a repeat guest. guest. Um, and if you want to guess, you, you should tweet me and I'll maybe send out some hints throughout the week because I'm very, very excited about this next guest. They've been on before, trying not to say any pronouns, uh, and it's just it's just going to be great. So I went to Instagram. I usually go to Twitter for questions, but I went to Instagram for questions, and I have a lot of good ones. So we're just going to hang out, relax. I'm going to try to say complete sentences so I don't have to edit this. So excuse me if there's some pauses here and there if I have to think. I am also uh, a couple wine glasses into it. So I might be a little bit more whatever adjective you want to insert there. I'm just chilling, guys. I'm chilling and I'm excited to talk to y'all. And let's just get into the questions. Craig Adams, Craig Adams with the first question. If Spotify does more video, should YouTube be concerned? Man, I was just thinking about this. Thank you, Craig, for the question. So Spotify will now have video to complement people's podcasts. They're doing video for all of the podcasts that they've acquired. You know, they are just throwing money everywhere. TikTok stars, Joe Rogan, all the people will have exclusive Spotify podcasts. Now, a lot of people don't like this because podcasts traditionally have been very open source. They're based on the ancient technology of the RSS feed, and you're supposed to be able to just listen to podcasts wherever you want. So the fact that Spotify is scooping up exclusives, you know, upsets some people. And I don't know if I care that much, but I do understand the sentiment of I can pick my favorite podcast player no matter what it is, and I can listen to whatever podcast, right? I understand that. And they're adding video. And it's my understanding that it'll be kind of neat where you can kind of toggle in between the audio and the video. So those two mediums will be synced up. And if you're, you know, wanting to switch from the audio to the video, you can press one button and it automatically goes to the video. So, I mean, that's fine. I don't see the general public flocking to that because YouTube right now offers a way for podcasts to monetize really quickly. If you have this hour-long podcast, you can throw in six YouTube ads and you can just make some passive income off of that. Of course, you have to meet the YouTube requirements to monetize. You have to have, I think, 10,000 hours of watch time. You have to have like 4,000 subscribers. I don't know. It's like all these random numbers, but I think it's attainable. Uh, and that's how you qualify for AdSense. So first of all, I want people, I want my audience to kind of be trained to listen to audio because I'm a YouTuber. People are used to watching me via video. So when I started this podcast, I didn't want to be holden 
uh, I didn't want to be beholden to YouTube because that's already such a big part of my life. And that's why I always push the audio podcast before the YouTube. And I'm trying to get better at the YouTube as well with consistency. But the audio is always what I try to get consistent. Every single Monday, no matter what, you know, crushing it. Let's go. That creative life. <laughs> but because I, I want people to have me saved on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And usually those platforms are really handy because they notify people. YouTube is really weird when it comes to notifying. So where was I going with this? Oh yeah. I, I love the medium of audio because it's different for me, right? So first of all, I already want to focus on that. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, that's fine. But I want it, I want that to be audio. And so if I'm going to go out of my way for there to be a video version of the podcast, then, hey, I want to earn a little bit of, you know, if I can earn an extra 500 bucks a month from Google AdSense from my podcast, then I'm only going to put the video version on YouTube. Spotify doesn't offer you know, a monetary option, like a, like an AdSense to the general public. I'm sure these people that they bring in, like the Joe Rogans of the world, they're offering a royalty or a split for the ads that they're going to serve. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to, to see how this turns out. I, I don't know how, do you guys listen to this podcast on Spotify? I should do a poll on Twitter to see how it breaks down. Great question, Craig. For a few of you guys who have been following some of my Instagram stories, I haven't really been on the internet this weekend. John and I got the most fantastic cat sitting gig uh, out here about two hours outside of the city in a beautiful home that's right next to the beach. So we have been recharging because I'm sure everyone is just kind of fatigued right now. <laughs> for my fellow humans who are in the United States of America. America. I love you, America. So much opportunity here. So much freedom. But we are kind of blowing it with the world crisis going on right now. And I think a lot of people are exhausted because maybe a pocket of humans took this thing seriously. We thought we were going to squash it from the get-go. And you know, another section of humans didn't take it seriously. And that's why we haven't kind of flattened the curve. And it kind of seems like a nightmare that we're kind of just stuck in that's that's never ending. So beyond that, and I think being stuck inside, we're on the internet more. I don't know about y'all, but I am on Twitter so much. And y'all know I love Twitter. I love it with a passion. I think it is a great creative tool to not only connect with my audience, but connect with my peers. It's truly, I think, the only social platform that's left and that you're talking to people and you're social. However, the past few years, it has become such a hostile place with people yelling at people. I delete tweets all the time now. If I ruffle anyone's feathers, I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth me worrying about this, you know, for even 10 minutes. That's just not worth my brain space. And so the, the platform has shifted so much and I've been feeling that. I've never had an issue with Instagram or YouTube. I, I've It took me a while to get to a place where I am now in the past year. But YouTube, I 
respond to comments. I interact with comments and you guys for the first few hours because I know that's my main audience and I know those are my subscribers. That's the Peachy fam. That's who really supports me. So I want I want to talk to you. But once that's the case, I don't even look at my YouTube app. I don't look at Creator Studio. I don't track how I'm doing the algorithm. I don't track views. I will look over my channel after a week or so because videos, my videos in particular have a longer, uh, longer tail of views. So I don't stress out too much if it doesn't do well the first day. If it's going to be okay in search, I know eh, it'll bounce back a little bit. So I've worked so hard to get to a place with that in other social medias, but Twitter is the one I just cannot give up. And I know this is a very long diatribe of mine. I don't even know if I use that word right, but hey, I'm not even going to check because I'm not cutting up this podcast. This is a one-take wonder. hey <laughs> Twitter. I've, I've been, especially because I'm inside more, you know, I don't have meetings out and about. I'm traveling, not traveling at all. Um, it has just been a suck of energy. And I've been trying to put the phone down, stop scrolling, stop tweeting. And it's been so hard. And this is a very long sentence to just say. This past weekend, we had uh, the opportunity to literally cat sit in a house by the beach with a pool, just John and I. And it's been so nice. And it's been so chill. And I haven't had my phone at all. Like my screen time is only like an hour and a half, which is just crazy for me. <laughs> and I've just been out in the sun. I, I never get sun, especially in New York. I'm always inside. I've been getting sun and I've been chilling and I haven't been stressing about anything. This, this next week, I do have some big videos coming up. So of course I always have to worry about that, but, um, it was just so nice. And I get to hang out with a kitty. You guys know I love cats, but I just, I can't have one in the city because I know I'm just not that responsible, not, not responsible enough for that in this phase of life. <laughs> but for three days, hey, I'm going to be the most boss cat babysitter ever. So yeah, we've been at the beach. We've been swimming, just straight up chilling, y'all. And it was so weird. I'm like, why do I feel so at peace? Wow you know, I've been working here and there, so it's not like a 100% vacation, but it's because the scrolling stopped. Oh my gosh, the scrolling stopped. So I say all of this, I don't know what you have to do. You know, for me, I got in the car and drove two hours east from New York City. Um, I know we can't exactly travel right now and traveling is expensive too. So whatever that looks like, I don't know. But it has helped me so much to just have a break in routine to get off of Twitter. And again, I don't want to sound like an asshole that's like, oh, just get in a car and drive two hours to the beach. And, you know, because I'm fully aware that I'm very lucky to have a free place to stay right now. But whatever y'all can do, man, it's helped me a lot. I'm hoping I can stay consistent with it. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, I feel somewhat refreshed because we're going to go back to the city and do a lot of things. There's some big videos to release, but also we're moving. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I, I haven't talked about any of this in my YouTube videos, but I guess it's just like a catch up with Sarah Peachy at this point. But John and I are moving from Brooklyn back to Manhattan. 
which might surprise some people, especially the way things are going in the world. But because of that, there are a lot of concessions happening with apartments being, I don't want to say cheaper because they're never cheap in New York City. But, you know, we got some free months rent in an area we really like. And whatever you're seeing on the news, <laughs> my poor family, I have many family members that keep messaging me like, are you okay in New York? How are things going? Y'all, what you see on the news is just such an exaggeration. New York City, and it's really great to be back and be experiencing this, but everyone there is taking this very seriously. Everyone is wearing masks. Everyone is kind of respecting, you know, some social distancing. That was not always the case in the beginning. It was actually really scary because no one cared. And I remember looking around being like, what is going on? Like, I'm so terrified right now. But I think it got so bad that, you know, really everyone has come together in a way that it just, I don't know, it feels so, so much safer there. And if you see the curve, it's been flattened. And we were hitting, I think it was like phase three or phase four. That's just the, the verbiage for New York's, um, opening so that means nothing to you <laughs> we went phase three anyways they're about to open up indoor dining indoor dining at 50 percent capacity but at the last minute they were like well according to the literature the studies it just seems that indoor transmission is the thing right so instead they've been shutting down roads they've been opening up streets to have restaurants uh open up and put tables out there and so there's people outside eating there's minimal cars there's people riding bikes and it's turning into the city that I wish New York was always just no cars people out and about uh, so really the only time people aren't wearing masks is when they're sitting at a table and you know they're somewhat spaced and it seems to I, I'm just glad they didn't continue with the opening of indoor restaurants because I think what we've what we've seen is that's where it happens right so I've been seeing posts of you know people just getting super judgmental and like <laughs> triggered on Twitter about seeing the outdoor pictures of people eating out on the streets and I'm like y'all They've been doing the work for four months of staying inside, wearing the masks, still wearing the masks. And we've seen over the past weeks and almost a month of the outdoor seating, you know, cases aren't going back up. They continue to go back down. So I think the indoor outdoor thing is such a, a uh, huge thing. And so I say all that with I think we're really excited. We're excited to get back in the city, there's a ton of stuff going on. We never know. And I think one of the questions that I got asked on Instagram is like, hey, New York City, like with things going on, like, do you see yourself leaving? And we kind of just take it day by day over here. And we love the city. It feels like home right now. And we're moving in, is it five days from when I'm recording this? <laughs> so oh god I'm already getting stressed out just talking about it I have to remember zen Sarah you're feeling zen so that'll be fun the movers were so expensive our initial quotes were like from two thousand dollars to three thousand dollars which is insane I've never I've moved in the city probably three times and average it's like six to seven hundred dollars 
So it was, it's crazy. I think we locked down a price that's like fourteen hundred, um, which is just bonkers, right? But I mean, I understand it's crazy times. So that's all on the horizon. You guys are officially up to date on Sarah Peachy. So let's get back to the questions. How long have we been talking? Sixteen minutes. Okay, John, can you talk for? Uh, 10 seconds while I sip this water real quick because I, I don't want to cut this podcast. Say hello. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? You're just sipping the water. You're not getting a refill. I hope everyone's doing okay. My name is John Hill. I am a boyfriend, one of the boyfriends of, of Sarah Dichie, aka her fiance. Start spreading rumors. You, are, you can spread whatever you, you need. Yes, the fiance. <laughs> she let go of the other boyfriends once we became fiance. Yes. So, anyways. Thank you. Okay, wow. What a different pace of podcast this is. I'm so sorry if this is your first episode listening to that creative life. Usually I have next level creatives and business professionals serving the advice. And today it's just your host, Sarah Peachy. Okay. Next question from, oh, Matt Day. Hello. Hello, Matt. What new tech are you most excited for? That's just around the corner and five years from now. Mm. Great question, Matt. Okay. Just around the corner, Sony announces public information that the Sony A7S III, the next iteration of the Sony A7S, will be out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, the day it came out, the A7S announcement is the next day, which is so exciting. You guys, you guys know I am a big Sony shooter, so that'll be exciting. And I don't want to confirm nor deny, but just keep a lookout on my YouTube channel. Whispered it so they can't, so Sony can't hear me. <laughs> okay, five in five years from now, I would say five years from now, I don't know. I'm, I've been very okay with the way cameras are going. It's pretty exciting. And I think we're going to be getting everything that we want in this next wave of cameras. So I'm good. I'm good with cameras. In the next five years, what am I most excited about? I would love to see just laptops to continue to evolve and get better and for the form factors to get crazier and crazier. I have a video coming up about a laptop. It's the, can I say that? I don't want to say. It'll be out soon. And the screen is like an easel. It basically flips around in any which direction you want it to flip. And it's just so cool to see laptops that are really like living on the edge with how the ergonomics are. Of course, we have, like, I hope processors and graphics cards continue to innovate, continue to get faster as we juggle these 4K and 8K files, you know, I'm sure they'll keep up. But I think it just makes me excited to see all these crazy, crazy ways that you can have two displays on a laptop. You can have, and you know, those displays can be tilted or the two-in-one form factors. I think that's what, I, I, I still get really excited about laptops, even though I haven't made as many reviews about laptops this year. Um, it still gets me excited. Thanks for the question, Matt. This is one of my favorite questions because I always have an answer for it. Coyote Rob says, should I make my YouTube channel niche and have two YouTube channels if I want to make different content? Okay, here's the thing. Coyote Rob, 
in the beginning i had a dilemma should i put creative spaces tv on my personal youtube channel or make another and this is when i only had like 2000 youtube subscribers under sarah dg and i was posting camera unboxings taylor swift concerts uh the most random stuff like uh i reviewed a like photo book company so much random stuff but i didn't really have a niche yet i was just making whatever i wanted and that's what i suggest people do in the beginning make what you want to make experiment and a, f a few things go right and actually work then you niche down don't worry about that in the beginning so in the beginning i would say do a self-titled youtube channel and if it doesn't revolve around yourself, maybe a theme that is highly relatable and broad that can be your umbrella. For me, I wanted to build up Saradici as a brand. I wanted people to know that I could make pretty videos. I could be a camera presence. I could do all these things. I was building up a portfolio. So if I put Creative Spaces TV, which was my docu-series I made years ago, on a, another YouTube channel, people wouldn't necessarily know that Sarah Dietschy made those videos. And that wouldn't be serving the purpose of building up my portfolio and building up a brand for me as the hundreds of people watched it. Sometimes I hit a thousand views on those videos. So I would say in the beginning, you're already trying to figure out what you want to do in life definitely put it in the same YouTube channel and that's going to help you try different things and, and see what gains momentum. And then you can be like, oh, this works. And then you niche down. If you already have an audience, so if you're a YouTuber listening to this or maybe you already have some audience on some, you know, on one channel and you want to make a podcast or, or something that's kind of different to the content you already make then that's when I think you should create another channel. Um, I was kind of lazy in the beginning, though that Creative Life YouTube channel, I was like, oh, I'll just throw the clips and full episodes of the podcast on the same channel. Um, but then the full episodes will go up a week later from the audio and the clips will go up, you know, whenever I want. And there's just no schedule. There's no rhyme or reason. And also I'm putting a five to 10 minute clip, mixing that in with another type of content, which is different, a full episode that's an hour. And YouTube likes consistency. When you have momentum, it will kill your momentum if you put a different type of content up. So I'm finally trying not to be super lazy. And in the next few weeks, I'm going to have the two YouTube channels more organized, where I will have one for the full episodes, That Creative Life, and I will have That Creative Life clips for the clips. Um, and that's kind of been the flow for for podcast it's just kind of a pain to go through that trouble but I have amazing people I work with my editors for the podcast that if I can just organize it for them I think they'll be able to do it shout out to Christina and Drayton if you're listening to this I promise we'll we'll figure it out oh did you guys hear the kitty Rico do you want to say hi Rico Rico hey say hi to the people what do you have to say <laughs> he was just rubbing against the what what man i am so sorry that i'm not editing this this is real and raw for you guys okay so i hope that helped what podcast episode are you most proud of man i i took too long to start talking about the podcast because that's what's special about this episode 99 episode 100 is next monday make sure you're subscribed 
Man, I have so many favorite ones. I think it's so legendary that this podcast started with an interview with Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. I have so much love for that dude. Um, so he was one of my favorite. You guys really enjoyed, and I personally enjoyed the Linus Tech Tips episode just because I, I admire both of them so much for one reason, and it's delegation. That has been the hardest thing for me to conquer. It's still a journey. I'm kind of on the other side. I feel like um, I'm not, it's not as, like, I'm not as miserable trying to figure it out because I'm slowly figuring it out. It's always a journey. Um, But six months ago, I was just so overwhelmed. And Linus and Gary are people who have built amazing teams around them. And it's so inspiring. So I think that's why those two stand out for me personally just because I I aspire to crush it as hard as them. But then another episode that comes to mind is the Leia Motion episode. Leia is a friend in New York. And I think we just, it just felt like I was just talking to a really good friend, to be honest. And she is not only a creative, but she's a coder. She has a day job. She's not only that, but she's also a mom. She's like the most badass mom ever so I love talking to people who I aspire to be like you know I I see what they're doing and I'm like man if I just have a piece of what you got going on like that will be great right that'll be good and then yeah and then another one that sticks out I always kind of judge by if people tweet at me after the episode I know it's good (laughs) (laughs) and the most recent one that I got the most tweets was actually the it was episode 88 on May 11th and it was with my dad and we talked about the stock market and those basics and because I truly believe that stuff like that that's so intimidating that people who it just seems inaccessible and this this you know saying of building wealth and maybe you you know watch all of these types on YouTube that are trying to sell you, you know, 10 different courses that are a thousand dollars each on like how to do stuff you can just look up for free. And there's, there's never really any answers. And so I think the stock market is one specific thing that is kind of like this convoluted thing that I think he broke down for you guys um, in a in a productive way, and I think it helped a lot of people. So that, as I just reflect on on the episodes, I think I like that one a lot because if it helps people, the more it helps people, the better I feel about it. Because that's really the entire goal of this podcast. I haven't broke even yet <laughs> financially. It costs more to make it. Uh, for sure. And maybe that's a corner I'll cross eventually. But this is really just like a fun creative outlet for me that I can take. I I can help it. It helps build relationships for me and, you know, selfishly and continues those conversations with legends in the space that I play in, you know, whenever, whatever, like, what's another opportunity where I'm going to sit down with someone or zoom with someone in my field who I admire for an hour. I mean, just having this podcast, having this platform is great for that. But then the bigger thing is you guys have done so much to support me on YouTube and uh, get a little touchy-feely here, but um, 
I don't know. I just feel so, I've, I've felt so much love over the years on YouTube. I just feel like this podcast is something that's easy for me to do. I love interviewing people, but then it just helps a lot of people at the same time. Anyways, you know, giving away people's secrets. Isn't that the point of the internet, man? Just spreading the love, spreading the knowledge. Okay, next question. Pat Kelly says, what was the hardest lesson you've had to learn about the creative process? Delegation hands down. It's taken me a year to get anywhere productive. You guys have heard me publicly struggle with that. And so I can now say that I have somewhat accomplished it, but it's a journey. It's a never ending journey. How do you balance relationship versus work? Just OTV. That's a great question. Um, I mean, I think that's why I'm grateful for this kind of weekend getaway because even though John and I work next to each other all the time in our tiny New York City apartment, that's great, but it's not always quality time, right? So kind of stepping outside of our bubble and like being intentional with spending time together has been nice. So it's never, it's never a balance. It's just something that you have to always be cognizant of and yeah work at did you think who is this from tweets underscore vids underscore something did you think you would still wait what does it say did you think you were still going to be a youtuber for this long in the beginning (laughs) um that's an interesting question I started my YouTube channel in 2011 and it wasn't my full-time job until 2016 so I've actually been doing it almost coming on 10 years which is insane that's insane y'all i'm grateful for it i think i'll be doing it for a long time of course you guys have seen my channel evolve in so many different ways and i think that's the secret to keep it exciting it'll never it'll never be one thing are you interested in the black magic 12k ursa mini pro from tan may underscore h underscore something i hate how it kind of doesn't show y'all's full name (sighs) it's interesting i love seeing camera companies push the envelope like this because then it pushes all the other camera companies 12k is insane there's a lot of different applications i think for it right uh they they talk about you know shooting it in 12k and then you having all of this room to crop to make all kinds of content, 16 by 9, 9 by 16, 1 by 1. It's great for that stuff. I think there's a lot of cool applications, but me personally, I've never been into cinema cameras because I need something that is quality, but it's small, portable, so I'm going to use it and I'm going to take it with me places and it's not going to be a pain in the the butt. Um, And the, yeah, the like full frame, mid-tier mirrorless cameras are a really good sweet spot for me and then I'm just going to continually try to get better at audio and lighting because I think people think they need the fanciest camera ever but if you don't have a nice soft light on you then no camera is going to look good in you know something that isn't lit well okay a few more questions thank you guys for hanging out with me let's see from Raymond P.A. What's your biggest fail slash mistake when it comes to filmmaking and business? Well, Raymond, that was what my last YouTube video was about, actually. My biggest fail in the past year 
I would say. I spent thousands of dollars for a sound company to tell me basically what to buy. And then they spent like two hours installing panels on the ceiling and they ordered the wrong curtain. They did all of these things wrong. And I had to pay them like four to 5k for that. And it was just a mess. You guys can watch my latest YouTube video to learn more about it. But that was the biggest fail recently because I could have done a lot of this stuff on my own, to be honest. Do you guys hear the cat? <laughs> Man, I wish I had a cat so bad, but I know I'm not responsible enough. I just, I can't put a cat in a tiny New York apartment, you know? Well, more, I mean, that would be fine. It's the not having a space for kitty litter because you don't want that to stink up the entire apartment. You know, one day if we can be fancy enough to have a couple bedrooms or something, have a dedicated laundry room, maybe then. Okay, last question from at Javink, uh, Javicano underscore 92. I said that so wrong. Apologies. How has COVID affected your YouTube career? You know what? Um... It hasn't changed that much, which I'm very grateful for because I know this has affected so many people, people's lives and it's so overwhelming to think about. And yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's weird because I feel like, you know, you have all these things. LA just seems to be getting the opposite of better and that's where all the movies are made. That's where the traditional media is located and so you see this industry that has kind of been on the downtrend anyways not being able to make the content but then you have youtubers who are just like doing their thing you have podcasters continuing to do their thing and i think it's a larger comment on the way the world is going the way content is going and i'm grateful to just be in that niche it had nothing to do with me seeing the future or being smart. I just got lucky in that I had a passion for making videos, you know, from 20, gosh, let's see, 2008 on, 2007, 2006 in middle school. So yeah, I'm extremely lucky that I haven't been affected. Of course, the the big branded content things that really helped me you know, save and go above and beyond, even when I'm in New York City, to build that, build that wealth, you know, to, I'm so inspired this weekend to potentially buy something one day, whether it's a apartment or a house, I think that's always in the back of people's minds. Those big branded moments obviously involve more than one person it involves me being out in the world it involves me traveling so those have stopped come to a halt but i'm still very grateful to have the normal channel sponsors that i have squarespace um you know kind of the the more simple integrations the two minute integrations that are really fun and easy to make and i've, I've kind of just found a, a good flow honestly on youtube I'll be fine, but it's definitely changed in terms of deal flow and that a certain type of deal is is no longer there. And and who knows when it will come back, but I know YouTube podcasters, TikTokers, they're good. They will be just fine. 
well I feel like I had something else to say about that YouTube oh yeah I guess the thing is just I don't travel anymore oh yeah this is what I was gonna say because someone else had a question about what productivity apps I use and um something that has actually changed a lot because I haven't been traveling with that with traveling there's a lot of bs there's a lot of wasted time you have to dedicate an entire day to fly to LA you have to dedicate a lot of time to things that don't benefit directly benefit I should say the YouTube channel the brand mental health and so just halting all travel has actually been pretty good and it's allowed me to kind of take a step back and really organize my life organize it digitally um i've mentioned notion notion hq it's a productivity app uh databases kanban boards that type of thing uh similar to asana monday.com and i've kind of just put my entire life in notion i've worked with you know I've added some of my other freelancer teammates to it and I've gotten kind of in a better organized flow with my YouTube videos and that's something I've always been striving to do but I've been failing miserably because I've just been so busy when I travel so having that halt to a stop has really enabled me to stop focus on process focus on the basics of my job and it's been good. It's been good. And I think it's laying a good foundation for the future where I can keep doing the podcast, where I can keep doing the videos. You know, hopefully I'm aiming for one a week. I used to aim for two a week, but you guys know I have other projects going on. I'm hopefully going to be focusing more on Switchboard this coming year. And you guys will hear, will hear more of that. Um, the world being crazy has kind of, <laughs> you know, stalled things a little bit. But it's made, I think it's been been good because it makes room for new projects. And that's exciting for me, exciting for you guys to hear. And I think I'm going to end it on that because I feel myself just on the verge of falling asleep, which is hilarious because I'm talking to thousands of people right now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I am so excited for episode 100 next week. Make sure you're tuned in. Okay. Bye, guys.